welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Colin. I'm Notch. And I'm Caleb. This week, we're just aching to bring you the latest in world soccer. Minnesota United finish early at the Super Draft. Kyle Lahren wants to be coming to Besiktas, and Depay rubs out a perfect climax against PSG. What? That's just Hodgson. I didn't order pizza. This morning, there was a satire piece posted to a site called TBN, Something Network. And um, it, it the, the headline was, I wouldn't have joined if I knew others would be allowed to score, says Neymar. Obviously joking about the fact that he gets hates to let anyone else at PSG take penalties. And literally one of the lines in there is that if this doesn't change, Neymar continued, he'd have to kill Cavani. And <laughs> so I mean, it was a great article, but it got me thinking... Would you bring Neymar to Minnesota United if he was the only person allowed to score goals while he was fit? Yes. Yeah. What? You're supposed to think about that when you guys were like, no, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no that, that doesn't even show. need thinking. Like, just imagine Neymar ripping up MLS. We wouldn't even want anyone else scoring. I think this sounds like kind of hashtag business metrics where you guys are letting like the the fame and the star quality and the revenue we'd get from jerseys cloud your judgment. No, I'm thinking of the 75 goals a season he would score. But everybody would know this is the only guy on the team allowed to score. They'd mark him relentlessly. Yeah, and he's Neymar. It wouldn't matter. No, it's he- MLS defenses. Yeah, but Neymar MLS goalkeepers, MLS center backs, MLS fullbacks. He spends most of his time on the pitch because everybody Neymar knows the only sprinting way to stop at Marcus Beasley. Well, they'll all sign Nigel Deong basically, and they'll break him. Is what's going to happen? <laughs> then we'll then we'll regress to the mean. Okay, because he well, won't be playing, and he won't be the only one scoring. I wouldn't do. We would have one person up Neymar and just ten people defending. I wouldn't do it. I, I would We'd not take that goals. deal. I would not take the deal. I I think I respect equity in scoring in the team too much. I have values, I should say. Um, and so I would not take that deal. What? What? You're laughing? <laughs> laughing at me saying I have values? No, I, I, that's how you, you justify your decision. I said no because I have values. That's not... <laughs> There's nothing to do with the decision to not sign Neymar. Yeah, in this I mean, hypothetical, no, no way would happen situation. What, would, what do you think would happen if we actually went through with this and then someone else scored a goal? Like, would he leave or like, would he throw his fit? Like, I think um, that person would be summarily executed on the field by Neymar. <laughs> Who would be a Minnesota United summary executioner? Like, Manny comes on with a little shotgun, like that they direct a screen, and then you just hear a muffled shot. Like, is that how this happens? Oh, or, no. PK. I, it's PK. <laughs> oh, God. PK just, just pecking him to death. Giant bird, That'd peck be... your eyes out. Oh, God. I don't Ripping think that, that's quite... That, that's not quite summer execution. Well, anyway, guys, we're back. We have, have been having some trouble with our quote-unquote studio. Um, essentially, there was a flood of water coming down from the upper floor that went straight through the house. And... Um, these gigantic machines that are taking water out of my walls. And they were very loud. So we wouldn't have been able to record here. And so we decided last week just to do the, the little phone thing that I hope all of you have heard. If you're listening to this, Caleb was very happy. I, I was. I'm just mad that we, was didn't, we didn't do a podcast here because I'm planning on going to see a 28-hour drone music set sometime in the next couple of days. And that would have been a perfect warm-up for me. Oh, Just hearing okay. that loud buzzing noise in the background. I can think of some other ways to spend drone, time. Drone, not drones. Drone, not drones. Seriously, oh. go to it. it. It's really cool. It's a benefit for um, Doctors Without Borders, drone oh. music for 28 hours. It's at I the was going to make fun of you now you made it into this whole charity thing that i can't make fun of but hey a listener if you guys ever have burst pipes in the winter let me know i know how to fix these things now and by i know how to fix these things i mean i know how to get in touch with the right people who will fix these things and hopefully your insurance if you're will listening to this podcast and your pipes burst natural come over to your house and fix it himself <laughs> is that what you're trying to say yeah exactly okay, yeah awesome yeah, okay you're welcome. all right well uh speaking of water let's let's move on to a segment that we call loon monitoring Loons, of course, spend their time primarily on water. In fact, when they're not on water, they can't take off. Poor birds, you know. Like, do do loons get like stuck in frozen lakes? Then, like, is that what happens? 
I, I don't think so. I, I don't want to think about that. There are some really funny videos on Reddit, or I should say GIFs, uh, where these birds, GIFs. these ducks land on a frozen river. And they like come in for a nice graceful landing, like easy, and then they just go like fluttering, like, spinning off in the distance. It's freaking hilarious. Uh, spinning off in the distance, though, was Minnesota United at the MLS Super Draft when uh, they, they, they played with our emotions. And they weren't spinning off in the distance. Their table was right up front. True like, enough. And right there. We had Alex Schieferdecker of 55-1 doing all sorts of body analysis. Um, and and it, was, it was pretty great. He, he predicted a lot of what was going to happen in the future in his article on 55-1 predicting the Super Draft. He had both Wyatt Omsberg and uh, Carter Manley selected. Um, but we... we when we announced that first trade, when it was like, I was like, oh, come on, guys, number five, number five, we're gonna, it's going to be us. And then we traded it away. I was like, ah, oh. it, it kind of felt like, you know, you know how Pornhub has that like edging section. No, I, I just know I this don't for know reputation. This. That, that's so not the what section is this that website? I look what at. Are you, what are you talking about? So this is what actually is really funny. And I don't really understand this myself, but there is an entire subsection of porn videos where it's all about like uh getting like like these people who who um uh like the, like the porn star will get the dude and i mean it could be a male or a female porn star they get they get a dude though to like come this close to orgasm and then they stop and it's like edging uh, i don't get it like it's why it's, wouldn't you just watch a video of someone making a sandwich and then it just right about, about to eat it some guy just takes it throws it on the toilet and flushes it that's the same thing it yeah, that sounds like it. YouTube has a section of that sort. That's Probably, what's in the YouTube's yeah. edging section. But anyway, that's it. that's kind of how it felt. It felt like oh, it's it's we're almost oh, oh oh damn it! What the fuck? Why'd you stop Minnesota United? But then they just kept going. So this analogy apart. Yeah, the, <laughs> in things that are slightly more on the rails, you can basically say that <laughs> Minnesota United um, with the fifth pick. Uh, received a bunch of allocation money, another pick, and goalkeeper Matt Lampson from Chicago. Uh, player to be announced, Matt Lampson. The prince that was promised is not Harrison Heath. It's actually uh, Matt Lampson. <laughs> Thank God for that. Uh, <laughs> Matt Lampson started 31 games for Shadowfire, who finished third place in the East. Um, yeah, solid, thanks for reminding us. Solid starter who can uh, Push Bobby for a starting spot and give Bobby a break once in a while because he definitely needed some rest throughout the season and he did, never really got it. Surprisingly enough, Lampson's 2017 was a lot like Bobby Shuttleworth's. Um, he wasn't supposed to be the starter coming into the season. Jorge Bava was supposed to be Chicago's starter. He got injured, I think, in preseason which meant that Lampson was basically the guy that they had to go with, and he was capable. Um, probably a below-average starter, but that's the exact profile I was hoping for for them to get for a second goalkeeper. I think a lot of us wanted a first goalkeeper, so... <laughs> well, <laughs> a lot of us liked Bobby, where he's at on the team right now, just... Yeah, if you want, yeah, if you want Bobby starting, then you know, okay. you probably aren't going to get a better goalkeeper than him. Well, after this whole Chicago situation, then we gave 150k of allocation money, and don't make me split this up into Tam and Gam. I do not care. Okay, I just don't care. Well, it was just, all Tam. No, stop. Was, I don't care. It was all I just, Tam, which I said, is not as uh, <sighs> valuable as Tam. You're making me care. Why are you making me care? So they traded Montreal for the seventh pitch. And we took Mason Toy. Who adds an E to his last name for inexplicable reasons. It's, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's a, he's going to be a good backup striker. This is essentially what we wanted. We needed. You cannot have Abu Danladi and Christian Ramirez. Christian Ramirez, who might be in the U.S. National Game set up from now on. Who knows? Or, you know, might get hurt. <laughs> Excuse me. Abu Danladi, who does get hurt. And he's quite young himself. We needed a backup. We needed depth in this position. And yeah. there were some people complaining about Mason Doy, and that will not be me because I think this was great for us. He's a generation Adidas, so he's already signed to the club through and doesn't hit the salary cap at all. Um, he's 19, yards player in the draft, three years younger than Abu Dunladi. And we think that yeah, Dunladi's young, Toy is younger. Um, we did the same thing last year. Dunladi was the most athletic, had the highest ceiling, so does Toy. Yeah. 
This yeah. is this is the kind of move we should be making. As it is, ten goals, two assists as a freshman for Indiana team that went to the national title game. That's pretty decent. Yeah, not a lot of one and dones in soccer. So hopefully this can start a new trend for the most talented kids do go to college for at least a year and then come out for the MLS. So we had the number 15 pick then, which we had earlier acquired. And with that, we picked up uh, Swedish Amish man, Wyatt Omsberg. Um, projected top 10 pick, um, second rated center back in the draft. Really surprised he fell to 15th pick. Um, big, huge dive out of Dartmouth. Smart, strong, great pick. Yeah, yeah, definitely a right swipe on Tinder. Uh, Minnesota United traded in the number 28th pick uh, and 50K in allocation money to Toronto for pick number 23 and picked Carter Manley. Uh, played as a both a right back and a center back at Duke. Um, actually trialed with Minnesota last summer for a week. Apparently impressed pretty well. Um, was kind of marking Abut and Lottie out of matches that they were playing on the playing ground. And uh, interestingly for a guy named Manly, not so big on gender norms, but uh, you know. He's very progressive. Yeah, he is. He is. Very much so. Uh, we also picked Javier Gomez at number 41. Um, out of University of Nebraska, Omaha, who we seem to... Omaha! Mitch. Omaha! This is wrong football. Also, we call it soccer. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we play. We scrimmage almost every summer up, up here, so... Coach Sam, coach, coaching staff knows the players, so mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to put a downer on him, but he is our last pick in the draft and may not make the team. But mm-hmm. if the coaches know him pretty well and have scouted him over throughout that, those scrimmages, maybe he has a shot. Part of me vaguely almost thinks I remember there was a scrimmage that they had against UNO uh, before the 2016 season, I believe it was. And I vaguely think that I recognized Gomez from his picture from that. So mm-hmm. clearly he made an impression, or at least I'm trying to make that into my mind. We This is a good time also to remember that last year's picks were Dunlady, Alec Farrell, Tanner Thompson, Thomas Diviardi. So you got to remember that these guys maybe aren't gonna, 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 all gonna be there. Who knows? I mean, they're highly regarded, much more regarded than our picks from last year, other than Dunlady. So, because we'll three see. of them were in the first round. Exactly. Yeah. That adds a little more prestige to them. Yeah. And forward. I mean, two of those picks were either Alec Farrell horrendously injured before the season or Diviardi horrendously injured in preseason. I mean, you can't necessarily fault Minnesota for those picks when they were injured and didn't know how bad they were. The other thing worth noting here is that Minnesota United did indeed really nail the draft. We did very well. However, I will say, though, while this is a good development, this is far from all that we need. We still haven't signed an out-and-out striker for this team yet. And so I think while... while this was a good development. I don't think this gets the team off the hook for signings so far. Out and out striker, you mean, you mean starter, starter, yeah, starter. starter. I was like, I was like, um, Zeller, Zeller was last full episode. Yeah. Like that hot take we already said is not allowed in this house. No. And what? That I was. That him making no no I'm saying a starter like yeah we haven't signed a guy in any position who is like oh that guy's gonna beat out everyone else we have we don't hang up isn't that guy Mears isn't that guy Harrison Heath is not that guy what no right so all I'm saying is I want to see more now anyway preseason did start well supposed to have started yesterday but actually started today because they didn't they canceled yesterday's session thanks to that gigantic amount of snow outside thanks Minnesota notably in camp. Say my notes are Jose Leton, he of lone winger from Costa Rica. Who played 10 minutes and I, he should go back to his club. He's taken up international Hey, spot. hey, hey, hey. Shades it, of uh, USCIS ice operations ought to go back to where he came from. Come on, man. I'm just saying. Not in this house, sir. On our team, he can go back and play, actually, which we did for his career. Oh, I see your spin, fascist. We, we, want, we, want, we want players from Finland. 
coming in. So oh, oh, we want oh, players for oh, Nor. Oh God, Rasmus no. Schuler is back, you guys. <laughs> Listeners can't see this, but I'm shaking my head at you, and not like a vigorous shake, just like a sad. Like I'm just disappointed. I'm not mad. Yeah. I'm just disappointed. I, I think we all know that was a joke. We learned last year players from Scandinavia did not do well here. <laughs> Rasmus Schuler is indeed back in camp. Uh, so is Sam Cronin. I don't know why that's notable. He ended last year the concussion. Yeah, and there was some concern that the layoff at the end of the year, mm. they hoped that it would be beneficial for him, but they were worried that maybe he'd be rusty coming in. He seems fine. Okay, and then, well, bottom of the list is Shea Bottom from the University of St. Thomas, who is the Division Three Player of the Year. Yeah, that's a top trialist right there. And as, as a former McAllister employee, let me say, boo that man. Um how dare you use a loon? Any, it's probably Maybe. more trialist as we go out to our preseason camp out east of Florida or Carolina or wherever we're going. Both of those, I think. Awesome. Both of those. Probably more trialists when we okay. land. Great. Well, um, we've got some other interna- interesting international news that came our way. Yeah. Um, so this whole France Pangop thing has gotten weirder and weirder. Um Coming into the um, African Nation Championship, there was concern that he might not actually be eligible to play since he would no longer be a domestic player. However, the window not being open yet, he's still registered to Union Douala. That didn't stop Cameroon national team coach Rigobert Song from stating categorically that Pengop had not signed with Minnesota United at all. It's quite likely that Pangup has signed some sort of document. It might be electronically. We don't know these days. Your kids, they're not using ink like us. And um, But his international trade certificate, the ITC, has not been filed. So um, Yeah, and it wouldn't be filed until USSF opens up the transfer window. So technically, Cameroon in the clear. Uh, their coach needs to pick his words a little bit better so as not to scare the shit out of us when a journalist decides to lead, bury the lead a little bit. Yeah. Um, that being said, if he hasn't transferred yet, um, his performances in this African Nations Championship it would be a lot less concerning to us Minnesota United fans because um, I've actually been talking to a couple of people on Twitter um, that are based out of Cameroon, and five out of ten has been his regular match rating. That's... He has not looked good in the two losses that Cameroon have had. They will be knocked out of the group stage. Their next game against Burkina Faso will not matter for them. Okay, Debbie Downer. Well, a uh, couple of bits of news of ex-loons. Ish Jom is on trial to bring New York Red Bulls all of the talent that he has. He'll he'll probably end up with their USL side, and that's, in all honesty, that's where he will thrive. Yeah, he should be playing USL. Uh, Pat McLean, former goalkeeper, is on trial with Houston Dynamo. Um, so good luck to them. Yeah. Once Luna, always Luna, and all that. <laughs> I mean, it's so much Pat passion. Mc- <laughs> Pat McLean is going to hold a special place in my heart because of that video at the, the end of the season. So okay. the end video was pure comedic gold. Okay. Joan yes. was also good in that. Yeah. Yeah, but that's Pat all McLean. he was good in. Okay, uh, let's move on now oh, to a segment oh, that we call hey, the major hey, listing hey, service. Whoa, hey, whoa, hey. <laughs> in the major listing service segment. We covered the latest news from Major League Soccer. First of all, notable signings. Ezekiel Barcode, Atlanta United, breaks records. Oh, my God. Atlanta doing the good thing again. Maybe he'll flop, he said, hopefully. Yeah, they probably just, I mean, I said this on Twitter. They probably just signed him because it's like B-A-R-C-O. They probably thought, like, Barco, Barcelona, whatever. You know, complete loser team, Atlanta. In other news, we've Uh, signed Manny Manchester. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. He's a winger on the left side. (laughs) Anyway. uh, Damn it, again. 18-year-old playmaker from Argentina's Independiente. I think Mason Toy. Independiente. Yeah. Mason Toy played for this team. They also have an E in there uh, at the end. (laughs) And um, so Barco has the largest transfer fee in league history of $15 million. Safir. It's basically like if you signed Pulisic except for he's Argentinian. Yeah. And actually closer to being literally messy because of that. So uh, Safir Tadir has uh, ended up in Montreal. He's a 25-year-old central midfielder from sibling club Bologna. 
This is a good sign. I think he played at Inter. He played um, a little bit for Southampton. Southampton. Um, only 25, five years old. 42 taps already for the Algerian national team. Um, so he's probably moving their setup again or in the future. And yeah, he's he's, he's a, a solid signing for a team that needed some new blood in the midfield. Yeah, especially um, he's basically going to take up the hole that Blairham Jamali is. Leaking. Yeah, <laughs> Jamiroquai is, is no more. Uh, Chris Pontius has ended up in LA. He was signed as a free agent. Probably the biggest name free agent to leave the club that he was at. Uh, speaking of biggest name to leave a club, notable transfer trades and departures. David Ackham has gone from Chicago to Philadelphia for $1.2 million. I don't even want to make like an Ackham believe it. Fun Man, that's just crazy. Between Akama and Lampson, Stroud really had a fire sale, didn't they? <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're really burning down the club right there. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll leave. It's fine. I'll leave. Uh, Ola Kamara has gone from Columbus to LA Galaxy for four hundred thousand dollars, and Giassi Zardes. So basically, uh, Giassi Zardes probably meant that they had to increase the amount of money they gave columbus because columbus was like okay just 200 they were like and jesse's artist okay make that 400 <laughs> so uh, um. i'm just gonna throw this out there um alex hunter demanded the transfer oh that's right i they don't gave, even play fifa they, and i was they, able they to make that him, joke who do you want to like pair with you and they and and they signed he asked rola kamara well done he actually turned on joe Vinco here uh Dar- darwin Saren from san jose has gone to houston for 175k it costs that much for Darren Saren. Really, guys? Really? Really? Homegrown rights to Eric Williamson have gone to Portland for $200,000 and international spot. This is the most clown shoes thing in MLS, by the way. The fact that, that someone's homegrown rights can be traded. I know. That's extraordinarily stupid. Hey, at least we'll be able to watch him instead of hope that a Schalke game is going to be on. Right. Freddie Montero <laughs> has uh, gone from Vancouver to Sporting Lisbon. I believe he went back to Sporting Lisbon, correct? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, notable, I hate this word, resignings. It's Resigning. I know, there, there should, should be a hyphen there. There should be there. a hyphen there, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but, but a lot yeah. of people don't do that. And it means like, Bastian Schweinsteiger resigned with the fire. It's like, oh, he left? No, he he's coming back. Like, what? I'm, I mean, at this point, he's kind of resigned to his fate, fate in his career. Yeah, true but... enough. Yep. Andre Blake does return to Philadelphia with his safe gloves. Uh, speaking of the opposite of that, Nick Romando returns <laughs> to RSL. And uh, some other notable transfer deals that might not happen. We call these the We Call It Soccer Specials. Uh, uh, Kyle Lahren um, is in Besiktas. Besiktas? Besiktas. Besiktas. I was... Okay. You keep saying, Come on, keep saying the same thing, and I keep telling you. <laughs> um, um, apparently, though, money hasn't yet arrived at Orlando for him, which is no, no. That, troubling. It, this is like Orlando apparently what exercised his option. Yes, and he claims his position is that that's an illegal kind of thing by FIFA regulations. He's try, hoping that they go to the court of arbitration of sport and where. Even the uh, there's there's rumors that the MLS players union would also support Laren in this because it might end up with all player options being struck down. Um, that might not actually happen in practice. It might be that they rule against Laren, but Orlando seem intent on preventing this transfer or at least making it difficult for Laren or getting more money or something. There's in the meantime he's following the same time worn path of uh, Camilo Sanvezzo. Um, showing up at your new club and saying, hey, I'm at this club now. Yeah, and he, he has been training with them. Apparently showed up to his Fabian Castillo as well. Yeah. Even going to Turkey in the same way. Right. Uh, Stoke have lodged a $4.5 million bid for Jack Harrison. I hope he wants to play in the championship. He's coming home, boys. Right? No, kind of. Nothing. Kind of. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. He was a Manchester United product, so... So, uh, Balu Tabla has likely been uh, signed by Barcelona from Montreal Impact. And I just want to point out that this was actually a trade and Barcelona provided for Balu. They got, they're giving Bagheera to the Montreal Impact. Also want to point out his last name, Tabla, in Indian uh, music. The Tabla is a percussion instrument that I actually used to play as a child. Cool. Yeah. The more you know. Yep. Uh, Lee Wynn 
wasn't there on the first day of uh, Revolution training camp. And Caleb is crossing every single uh, finger and other things on his body. Um, Toes, nothing else. Yeah. You just have <laughs> one of whatever you're not referring to, unless you're very, very different than I thought you were. There was a guy on Reddit, actually. Who, no, no, let's move on. <laughs> that anime. They called him the we, dumb, are, we are not supposed dude. to be talking about this. We've already talked <laughs> about editing videos podcast, on Pornhub. Hey, speaking of that... Is, um, is the title of this going to be Weird Sex Stuff? Is that the title of our episode? Maybe. Or just our new podcast? Maybe I'll just call it edging. I don't know. Uh, speaking of which, Carlos Carmona to Colo Colo wins the edging wait, award. So this podcast will never end? <laughs> No, no, it'll end and we'll feel really ashamed about it. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, As opposed to any other week. So Carlos Carmona and Colo Colo are having a will he, won't he kind of romance. And it's extremely frustrating. Just freaking announce it yet. Stop with all these damn rumors. I hate every day there's some piece of art. Carlos Carmona's definitely going to Colo Colo. Carlos Carmona will never go to Colo Colo. Anyway. No, I think just not that the rumors are about or that they're out there. It's that none of them are about Minnesota. Yeah, it's so true. it's like, oh, the only part of that too. So Right. Yeah. Well, a bunch of jerseys were revealed. You can go look for them later. Um Portland, Super- the way it is pure fire. Okay, fine. It's great. It's, uh, it's great. Super draft notables, Joe Martino, not that one, uh, was picked by LAFC as number one. I would feel so bad for Bob Bradley if he thought it was Joel Martino. <laughs> like well, given the revelations on Hercules Gomez podcast, maybe he did. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, LAFC have still traded up to take Tristan Blackman at number three traded DC United for their pick. Basically, LAFC's approach to the first couple of like picks, the, I, I thought it was just basically no country for old men. Yeah, that's not um, Well, no, no, no. Which was the the one with the oil fields and oh, uh, oh there, there will, will be, be blood. blood. Yeah, it was basically that. It was like I take your milkshake, I drink it up. You know, like that. I drink your right back. Yeah. I drink it up. So yeah, who did Bob Bradley beat with a bowling pin at the end of this? I don't Spoiler know. alert. Let's go. It's been out for it was, a while. It was Jonathan Gonzalez. That's why he went to Mexico. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. The Galaxy have taken Tom Hillard Arce, or RC. Arce? I don't know. Arsenal? I really hope it's not the last one for his sake. <laughs> <laughs> he was number two. Chicago took John Baccaro at number five. And then uh, New England took uh, Minneapolis City great Brandon Bay. Uh, at number eight. The game he went to was his first game and he scored. Did he? Yeah. I'm just going to throw this out there. Um, he reminds me a lot of Ish Joe. Oh, good, 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 good. Yeah, have fun with that, New England. He'll be on trial with uh, Red Bulls next year. Uh, Colorado Rapids have hired Ina Patel as director of player personnel. Indian who, person, what up? Who becomes the highest ranking female executive in MLS. Also Indian person, what up? Also, Indian person, what up? Thank you. Thank yep. you. Thank no you. Thank, thank you for humoring me. Now we have, what is it, three teams that have hired um, women on the technical side this year in high-ranking positions, including, what is it, sporting? And yeah, sporting, I think. I forget the one uh, other, yeah. Yeah, it's really neat. I'm really happy with this trend. Uh, by the way, of the final 20 cities that have been chosen as finalists to host the second headquarters of Amazon.com, uh, which doesn't include Minneapolis, boo, hiss, boo, um, 18 of those 20 cities have or will have an MLS team. So, um, you know, I'm sure that was a huge factor. Jeff Bezos being like, yo, if that place doesn't have MLS, got it. And then people are like, Minneapolis, they don't have a team. We've never heard of anything happening out of Minnesota. Or well, technically, they'll be in year. St. Paul. Right. So, exactly. That's why yeah, we can't okay. have them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's now move into a segment that we call The Break, where we decide to take a few minutes to prep part two of our show and then return with the pyramid scheme, the sewer, EPL, all sorts of other good stuff. So now that we've watched a few edging videos together, what do you guys think? Can I leave now? <laughs> Please. I'm trying not to say anything until I'm done. I can't. I can't let you die. God damn it. I can't let you die in the eyes anymore. Have you guys oh, ever had again. that situation? You though? mean the one-eyed? What? Uh, no, not, not edging, guys. 
<laughs> no, I'm saying. Be more specific, please, as soon as you can. That'd be great. <laughs> I meant, I meant, you know, like, the, I, I remember, the thing I remember once in school, I went over to my buddy's place and he was like, yo, dude, I have this porn to show you. And I was like, no, no, you don't. Let's not do that. <laughs> let, let, I, porn is not a group setting thing and I have no desire to watch it with anyone else. And it, it just felt like there was a stage in life where all the, these dudes were like, yo, we got to watch porn together. And it's like, no, 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 no. Not, not together. God, no. Not together. No, no, no together. like the only time I've watched porn in a group setting was when my now wife like she was I think we Casey and I were dating for like two months and I went over to her place her roommate her roommate's girlfriend and two other like definitely um definitely on the kind of dyke end of the um lesbian queer spectrum they were just watching gay porn like dude gay porn as you do yeah and were and they, like critiquing it oh, oh they're critiquing it yeah like, oh, so like that. no How like you- but imagine just walking into a room and four lesbians are watching gay porn and that's your entrance into the conversation you know what's really interesting about gay porn ufc is apparently a huge um gay porn like starter theme like it starts with the ufc fight and then it just turns which is when you really watch ufc very closely it, it, it's a perfect like transition you know i mean one I, of the finishing moves is called the rear naked choke so yeah finishing moves <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they don't have I any of that, that we were stuff. talking no about finishing edging, moves yeah. and edging porn <laughs> uh, what is this podcast about again well, we've friend. just lost everybody who liked to play the show with kids in the car. Um, I think between Zeller and this conversation and everything else that's happened, we've, I mean, uh, the, the one listener that we have has stopped listening. That's what's happened here. If they stayed after Colin's goat North, Northern Irish comment. Um, sheep. 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 I sheep. thought it was goat. I think it was sheep. Let's not get into the nuance yeah, of okay. those comments. Were it's probably Irish. both. Okay. okay. See, the thanks, thanks for getting into it. Well, anyway, um, speaking of getting into it, Egyptologists love to get into pyramids, especially ones that haven't been discovered yet. And it's time for us to get into the United States Soccer Pyramid in a segment that we call The Pyramid Scheme, where we cover news from the rest of the U.S. Soccer Pyramid that we haven't talked about already. First of all, hey, look, guys, fireworks went off. U.S. always given D2 status. What a shock. We None of us were expecting this. Okay, let's move on. Um... NWS Wait, seven. hold on. You don't want to lose all of the angry people on Twitter? I, You know what? I mean, I want to listener. lose all of them. We so lost our let's... listener. It's okay. We don't know no one listening anymore. It's all right. It's fine. Um, what, oh, yeah. One thing. Um, when the USSF was asked if, if they gave the USL any waivers of any D2 conditions, they said, oh, we need to clear that with USL because it wasn't part of the conditions to, to if we could release whether there were waivers, which is like... So it sounds like there were waivers, and we just don't know how many. MLS has had waivers for, like, its entire existence. The issue is how big of a deal those waivers are. Exactly. Like, yeah. New York City FC playing in a baseball stadium that's too narrow. Yeah, it's kind of funny, but let's be real. It's not that big of a fucking deal. That's the sort of waivers that USL probably would need. Right, 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 right. Now, uh, NWSL had its draft day. Lots of interesting happenings. Yeah, so Andy Sullivan, um, midfielder from Stanford, has been in the senior women's national team setup for about a year now. Um, A little bit of intrigue as to whether or not she'd even be in the draft. Turns out she was, and she went number one to the Washington Spirit. Um, That said, the big news was kind of a huge deal of... Um, a three-team trade. Um, first up, Houston traded Carly Lloyd and a couple of draft picks, another player, to Chicago for Kristen Press. That in and of itself was a big deal. And then Chicago flipped Lloyd, um, a couple other players, a couple other draft picks to Sky Blues for Sam Kurt. Basically, three of the biggest stars in NWSL all got traded in the same fail swoop. And at the time, it was all players to be named later. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was a fantastic bit of mystery for like 20 minutes on Twitter because everyone was trying to confirm like, 
wait, holy shit, they traded Carly Lloyd? Holy shit, Kristen Press got moved? Holy shit, Sam Kerr got moved? Like, people's minds were exploding in NWSL Twitter. Well, isn't it a uh, player to be named later, so the player doesn't find out during the via draft, Twitter. Via, via Twitter, so they can call the player and contact the player. Exactly, yeah. Know before, so, yeah. Mm, so it's a yeah. good thing that it's a player to be named later. So what you're saying is, terrible. if I'm ever involved in a major soccer draft, as I, as I will be, I should just keep my phone off. And then I'll never be named. And then I'll just be the the mystery player. I'll play all my games in a cape with like a mask on that that's all chrome. Uh, you can't see who I am. Until a dramatic reveal in extra time. <laughs> After you in other NWSL news, uh, Crystal Dunn is coming back to the league. Um, she played last season for Chelsea over in the English FA Women's League. Um, North Carolina Courage traded... To get her rights, um, they gave up the Rookie of the Year last season, Ashley Hatch, as well as a pretty promising defender in Taylor Smith. Um, so, large-scale moves if rivaling to, those of MLS as well. If you had to pick who's in the best position right now in the NWSL, who would you go with? Um, I haven't recalibrated since these moves. I think... Um, Sky Blues look to be in decent shape. I feel like North Carolina gave up too much for Crystal Dunn, but offense was something they needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, before we go into the sewer segment, I just want to point out that one of Minnesota United's photos of their training has a Vadim Demidov in the background. So he's there again. What? <laughs> Uh, so like, is yay. he is he on the wall? Like, is there a dartboard where his photo is tacked he, to? He seems to be running, but again, it might not be him. We don't really know because he's kind of blurry. <laughs> he doesn't run, <laughs> right? Also, That's, he kind of looks like Harrison Heath. Speaking of Harrison Heath, no, 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 no. Let's not Sorry, speak like he, he does. It's it's true. Maybe that's that's why we signed Heath. It's just so that we can like they can play Demidov without the stigma of Demidov. You know, instead of the whole cape and that's supposed to happen like three segments from now. Okay, all right, yeah, okay. Uh, Let's move into now into a segment that we call the sewer. The sewer segment. We talk about our Ninja Turtles. The national teams are in tease, except this time we're going to talk actually about Monster Splinter for a second before we get to to the national team news because there was a scandal based on Hercules Gomez's podcast with Max, where he they talked about uh, Jonathan Gonzalez and they also interviewed Bob Bradley. To recap what happened, uh, you should go listen to that podcast. First of all, it's, it's a really good thing. But to recap it. So the big shocker was that after consulting with all of the parties involved, it's very clear that USSF didn't actually contact Jonathan Gonzalez or his family at any point outside of his youth national team call-ups. So he was... Never scouted for the senior national team. They didn't have discussions with him. And Thomas Rongen either lied to us all or, as I like to hope, got duped by some dude who put on a fake mustache and a poncho or something and said, I'm Jonathan Gonzalez's dad. And then Thomas (laughs) Rongen looked at him. He's like, hmm, this looks like Speedy Gonzalez. Sounds legit. I mean, there's little that... did he realize that Speedy Gonzalez has a S at the end instead of a Z, and is a mouse, and is a horrible stereotype. Hello, uh, speaking of horrible stereotypes, what you described is basically Landon Donovan in that uh, terrible commercial from the early two thousands, where he dresses up in a poncho and a um, large hat. Anyway, moving on, sombrero. Moving along, uh, let's talk now about the U.S. women's national team, who won 5-1 against Denmark. What? Uh, what? I just want to point out a uh, very, very sad news that while Julie Sert- Ertz was uh, representing her country, her husband, Zach, couldn't even be bothered to support the nation, respect the flag, respect our anthem, and respect America, and patriotism itself, and, 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 and I should say freedom. Respect freedom. By giving up whatever else he was doing in his life. Because, I mean, come on, his wife's playing for the national team. What's more important than that? Uh, he couldn't be bothered. So, boo to you, Zach Ertz. Uh, you are a loser. And he's, I mean, he plays for the fucking Philadelphia Eagles. Of course he's a piece of shit. That's rude. 
yeah, it's a little excessive. Um, did um, you see what happened in Philadelphia over the weekend? Okay, let's not talk about that. Let's talk it about Julie fantastic. Ertz and the fact that she did really well in this game. Yeah, um, Ertz once again um, came up with a goal, was a pretty solid point in midfield for the entire game. Um, U.S. actually went down 1-0 and then promptly scored two goals in four minutes. Then in the second half, Mallory Pugh came pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, came up with a brace. Crystal Dunn also scored near the end. It was it was a bloodbath at times. It was it was a lot more pleasant to watch than the Minnesota Vikings debacle that was taking place at the same time. And there were some. T- I mean, you know, we were joking about Zach Ertz a second ago. There were some horrible takes about how. Julie was, you know, oh, she actually went and played a game while her husband was like, you know, doing this really important thing. It's like, yeah, she has a job to do. She's a professional. That's what she does is represent her country and do well. Yeah. And it's not any of anyone else's business what they do besides Julie and Zach. Yeah. And and you know what? Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. uh, Anyway. Yeah. It's dumb. It's very dumb. being so butthurt about uh, things you think should happen that don't i don't know hmm? i mean aside I from think, i don't think there was anyone angry about anything other than the fact that people expected julie Ertz to give yeah. up a national well, yeah. team spot to go watch the philadelphia eagles take on the minnesota vikings 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 <laughs> anyway. no, I, I just think people put their own spin on it or put their own feelings in it like oh why she wasn't there she's then just assume right. it's about her okay. and they should just mind their own goddamn business and yeah enjoy yeah, yeah. sports yeah wouldn't that be nice Cameron Carter Vickers, the um, World War One airplane engine company, has um, signed on loan for Ipswich Town until the end of the season. This guy is just a multi-business mogul at this point. He has a different job every single time we talk about him. Although, I mean, his defending abilities for Sheffield United probably were roughly the same as a World War One era jet. Yeah, too bad, too bad. Uh, Weston McKinney has suffered a partial r- partial rupture to the medial collateral ligament in his right knee during the Schalke versus Hanover um, game. I want to also mention that that game has a great hashtag S04H96, which sounds like a terrible toxin that's going to kill all of us soon. Hashtag S04H96. Uh, He will be out. That's Weston McKinney will be out, not S04H96, which I will keep repeating at random intervals in this show. S04H96. Uh, Weston McKinney will be out around six weeks. How do you put 96 hydrogen atoms onto a sulfuric oxide? I didn't do so well in organic chemistry. So, Neither did I. Chemistry Th- that's why so. I'm, I'm curious as to whether or not it's actually sulfuric oxide. Okay. Well, well, some of the things that you can drink in bars are sulfuric oxide. And we travel to a bar in England called uh, The Pub. Or I just say the segment is called the pub, where we travel to a bar in England, which they call pubs, and so do some insufferable English soccer fans in America. I'm going to the pub. No, you're not. You're going to a bar, damn it. Uh, so anyway, we're going wow. to a pub uh, in England right now. We're going to talk about EPL, and uh, this week we're going to a uh, a pub which actually has a different meaning in in Marathi than it does in English. The heavy sigh, sigh. In um, in Marathi, my my mother tongue, which I grew up with, is the you know cream that settles on milk when you leave milk out and you get like a layer of fat at the top. What what do you call that? Cream, like butter fat, butter fat. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. That's sai. So heavy sai is like you know we we would in India use Marathi and English together, like merge the words. A heavy sai actually means that you got a lot of like the butter. That's fat. actually what it means here too. Oh okay. yeah, uh, that's it. the yeah. that's the pub we're going to. It's all yeah. with that, and then yeah, it's it's probably because all of that butter fat was coursing through Liverpool players' veins, um, causing them to all have coronary heart attacks and choke and die on the field against Swansea. Yeah, uh, as as Colin just, uh, just mentioned, world champions of defeating Manchester City, Liverpool, have uh, lost one nil. Was, was that first part of that sentence? I said world champions of defeating Manchester City. All right, stop there. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, I mean, win it, against the best team in the league, lose against the worst team. Yeah, that's because, of, of course, it's Liverpool. What I've come to expect this. As soon as 
Swansea scored in the 40th minute. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're losing this game. one nothing. I want to point out, I, I did not watch this team. game. You did all you could, Nats, and I appreciate that. Um, I, Loris Karius seems to be the number one man in goal for Jurgen Klopp going forward. I still can't remember a single save he's made Carius, for Liverpool. The ish Jome of Liverpool. That's actually a very apt uh, comparison. I don't know what he's good at. I don't know if he's ever made a save. I can picture Mignolet saves in my head. All I can picture about Karius is him looking confused, a little bit angry. Carus Maybe just constipated and then just flailing at balls that don't do the net. I'm just going to throw this out there about that game. Um, y'all could have really used somebody that can cut through a parked defense, like a, oh, I don't know, a Philippe Coutinho type of player. Or Trigger Alexis warning. Sanchez kind of player. <laughs> get hashtag, ready for some hot takes about that because actually actually i mean the the hashtag for this game that we were going to talk about is pretty apt for alexis sanchez leaving hashtag ours cry um so arsenal played crystal palace and defeated like them when the ours cry i mean that first half was a lot more like to the left to the left Everything you own in the box to the left, you fucking asshole, Sanchez, for leaving. Arsenal did beat Crystal Palace 4-1, a vintage Arsenal performance in that. We don't see it much anymore. (laughs) Nacho Monreal, a goal and two assists, and then he comes back out injured. Actually, yeah, that is vintage Arsenal. Nacho Monreal, he's a different Monreal because he was playing well. Uh, no, no, no. He played very well and then promptly got injured. That's perfectly Nacho Monreal. Um... Lacazette gets his first goal in like 10 games. That's that's good for him. Uh, yep. Just in time for Enric Mkhitaryan to come in and people saying that now Lacazette and Mkhitaryan being on the same team might be a bit redundant. No. No. Lacazette as a striker. main striker. Mkhitaryan as a winger. winger. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I yeah, you're thinking, yeah, yeah. My like, bad. I mixed up yeah. the two. Yeah. It happens all the time. Hendrik Mkhitaryan, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, both uh, Dortmund players. Yeah, Dortmund players. Not hyphenated names. Yeah, there's like not a hyphen in Henrik Mkhitaryan. There's Mkhitaryan just a, a very whole, last whole name. lot of consonants. Um, yeah, as far as the Sanchez departure, I think you saw the mood was a lot better among the team, it seemed. And... I think everybody was just really waiting for him to leave. So now that Mkhitaryan's transfer wage saga, all of that nonsense has gone through, I'm hopeful that at least the offense is going to pick up again. Speaking of Aubameyang, I mentioned this on Twitter, that um, I think any player sounds like they're better than they are when you add hyphen Emmerich to their first name so like Vadim Emmerich Demidov you know like that, he's a world beater uh, and then I was saying Freddie Emmerich Adu who by the way we forgot to mention earlier Freddie Adu is trialing with Las Vegas Lights the fluorescent team out of the city that never sleeps no that's right that's light city gonna set my soul gonna yeah I the only I, other team that Freddie Adu I got I believe got an offer for, for from Branson Missouri um yeah, so, I mean it's they're a UPSL team, which might be his level at this point. But um, I, I would certainly pay to see that residency. Like, right? I hear he's gonna have these like awesome jumpsuits, and then thirty years from now, basically we're gonna have Freddie Adu like impersonators marrying people in little chapels in all over Vegas. Don't even tell me that you wouldn't want to be like if you if you and Casey had to like renew your vows, you wouldn't like want to go to a guy des- dressed in a DC United jersey and be an Adu impersonator. I'm just thinking of some sort of joke that avoids him getting mauled by a tiger. Ah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just back away slow. What, what would his show be though? Would it just be him like juggling a ball for a long time and then? Showing us vacuum just, cleaner moves. Just juggling more than uh, Paulinho. <laughs> <laughs> and Osama Dembele. Uh, oh, by the way, speaking of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, he didn't travel with Dortmund and was pictured playing five-a-side wearing a Dembele t-shirt. Um, probably because, you know, he remembered how Barcelona's courage is money. So he's like trying to get some of that courage to, to 
force a move to Arsenal. So, anyway, moving back to the Premier League, Manchester United beat Burnley 1 0. Yeah, uh, Anthony Martial scores for the th- his for the third straight match, and he'll probably be out of the starting lineup next week because Sanchez is signed. It's just ridiculous how. So Wenger's going to get him ha- next year, right? I mean, he's French, so. Racist. Well, Arsenal likes signing French players. That's just a known thing. Yeah, it, it is. You've told me racist true. a couple times this episode. I don't appreciate it. I'm sorry. It's we, fine. We, we will watch some porn together later and make up. It's okay. Please not again. <laughs> you I hear that people with therapy. French accents smoking is a thing. Uh, okay. Uh, Manchester City beat Newcastle 3 1. The most exciting part of this game was when Newcastle scored a goal and they looked like. They essentially their entire sixteen percent possession came in that little segment of time. So. Yeah, uh, Kevin De Bruyne signed his intention through twenty twenty two, and Emerto Laporte reported to have signed with Man City on a five year deal from Athletic Bilbao. Important thing about the De Bruyne extension announced sixty seconds after Man United posted the now famous Alexis Sanchez playing piano video. Nice. Tottenham managed to screw it up. They spurs it up by tying Southampton 1-1. And um, what 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 is Tottenham doing? Like, the one week when they need to put up a result, and they don't. Thank goodness they didn't. Um, yeah, fuck those guys. <laughs> okay. I think January uh, is a tough time for Tottenham because all their players get looked at by bigger spending clubs from around Europe, and maybe some of those players on Tottenham... So essentially, you hear the rumors and oh, we like to play there. They are the embodiment of that like meme with the guy looking over his shoulder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Everton tied West Bromwich Albion one one. There was a leg break in this. I don't really want to talk about it because it's kind of gross. Um, it's really gross. Let's just say, just good vibes out to James McCarthy of Everton. Yeah. Uh, and so, it, Solomon Rondon was completely incidental, freak yeah. accident, yeah. potentially her career ending. So yeah. just send some good vibes out to. The blue side of the third pool. Nine years after it was first created, the IT crowds, uh, did you see that ludicrous display meme is finally gone as Everton has now signed Tia Walcott from Arsenal. Not only that, he had an assist in his first game. Right. And so... And he was still subbed on too early. And he started. I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Chelsea beat Brighton 4-0. And when I saw Bright, I started thinking Netflix, but you're saying not so much. No, no, not no. that terrible Netflix movie. Don't watch it. Terrible? It's terrible. Okay. It's, really it's terrible and somehow also racist. A lot of people on, on Reddit actually were kind of like, I can't believe people didn't like this. This is great. This is well, well, flawed but wonderful. You know, like... I, were they posting that from our Red Pill? Uh, I don't think so. These were like our movies, which tends to be pretty good subreddit. I don't know. Not a lot of tiki torches in there. Uh... Conte is reportedly looking for a new striker, and some. This is like the Obi Wan Kenobi like transfer situation, where it's like that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Like Peter Crouch, Andy Carroll. These are not the strikers you're looking for. <laughs> ah, Chelsea, what a sky of hive of scum and villainy. Um, that's that's definitely sure. Yeah, yeah. that's for. Uh, they're also sure. looking at that guy from uh, Burnley. What's his name? Slavit. I think his name is. I can't remember now. From Burnley. Yeah, they were. They were also looking at another guy oh, from Burnley. Oh, Sam Books or Ashley Barnes. I can't remember. Anyway, this is like weirdo stuff, though. Uh, also, they're looking at Edin Dzeko, who um, they're 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 not giving Roma the compl- Roma's valuation, so the the transfer hasn't been finalized. But um, and also Roma didn't want Bachuai on loan, which Chelsea offered. So. That's basically the Ola Kamara for Jossie's artist trade. Right. Edin Dzeko has been tearing it up in Serie A, though, but I do see some concern in the fact that he didn't do terribly well last time he was in the Premier League. So, just going to say that. Um, one final note about the EPL. Marco Silva got fired as the manager at Watford. A couple of months ago, he had a £10 million transfer fee in order to go to Everton and Watford are blaming his lack of focus and the lack of focus among the team as to why they've gone from fifth to 10th, despite the fact that they're fucking Watford. They're fucking Watford. 
Okay, that seems uh, they, they shouldn't be fucking themselves, but that's okay. Well, they just did with Fire and Marco Silva. Right. Yeah, boom, 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 birdie, birdie, pew, pew, pew. Um, yeah, uh, let's get Marco Silva in for the U.S. job, shall we? I bet he'd yeah, love to take fun. that. Yep. And let's all move into a segment we call "They Don't Call It Soccer." In brackets, some do though. We talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about yet. First up, we mentioned Netflix a second ago. Well, they have a documentary on Juve, Juventus. That's premiering on February 16th. Very exciting stuff. We've heard other rumors of Netflix wanting to do docus of Liverpool, of Man City, all sorts of stuff. And um, they're dipping their feet in the soccer world. And uh, Caleb holds up his You'll Never Walk Alone um, scarf upside down. Okay, thank you. That is a great thing to do for an audio podcast. Bayern have beaten Vede Bremen 4-2 with Lewandowski and Muller both getting goals. Who knew Thomas Muller can still score goals? Not only goals, they both got two goals. Leva needs braces. Thomas Muller, Leva needs braces. I don't know Thomas what you're doing. Thomas Muller. Lisa needs braces. Daniel Plan. Lisa needs I, I, no, I, I'm sure Your some... lack of Simpsons knowledge is making me sad. Muller scored his 100th Bundesliga goal. Yay. That is not a Simpsons reference for Woo. you, Notch. Just so you know. Okay, good. Although uh, it probably is. They've been on for a long time. Simpsons did it. Yeah, speaking of Simpsons did it, Cristiano Ronaldo was on The Simpsons in that... Um, uh, commercial for Nike. He had that little like thing oh, where he yeah, nut- nutmegs right. uh, Homer Simpson. So Real Madrid beat Deportivo La Coruña 7-1. Deportivo got the opener in this game. They then let off seven goals. Yeah. Just let that sink in. Gareth Bale is still on fire after coming back from injury. Wait, wait, wait. Before you do that, we got to open the door and let the sink in. Just said let that sink in. Oh, so. Sorry. Anyway, keep going. I, I, I didn't hear the knocking. I just yeah. I, I think it went to the next door. Anyway, go ahead. I was just saying that Gareth Bale is on fire, and also Ronaldo put his... that fire out. He's a good player. We don't want to lose him. Yeah, that would be terrible. very literally right now, and I don't <laughs> like it. Uh, Ronaldo actually got a cut on his pretty little face, and he was taken to the sideline, but should be fine. He looked at his pretty little face with somebody else's cell phone to see how bad the injury was. Look, I do, everyone's like freaking out about this. If I was a player, I would want to know what the injury was like so I could judge whether I could go on playing or not. Yeah, I think if, it was perfectly natural if for him there's no look. mirror there, and there usually aren't any mirrors on the sideline, right. there, sh- there should definitely be someone with a phone right here. Look at it, or yeah. or here. And a guy like Ronaldo player. doesn't want to go back into the tunnel unless he sees the severity of the injury. Right. So. I don't, I don't see the the um, hubbub about this. But something that was certainly worth hubbub was Barcelona's five nil victory over Real Betis, where Messi Messi showed his brilliance again. There's a great gif, I say, staring into Caleb's How eyes. Dare you? There's a great gif where Messi dribbles the ball past like four Real Betis players in Barcelona's half, and he just gets the ball out of the half single handedly. It's unbelievable. The man is on a different level again. Neymar to Minnesota United FC. Make it happen. Uh, One note about this match. Uh, Betis actually held Barcelona scoreless until the 59th minute. Five goals in 30 minutes. They should get like a consolation point for that. At least like half a point. Just release the DVD of the first 59 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing else. Uh, Luis Suarez got a yellow after a fight and then scored right away in the following minute. So don't don't make that guy angry. He might bite you or he might score goals. You never know. It's really one or the other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lyon beat PSG. Oh, man. PSG lost. That's great. I'm so happy about that. Danny Alves got sent off in, I guess, controversial fashion. Yeah, he... <laughs> I mean, I I agree with the ref in this one. <laughs> it was very funny. He was... Uh, I forget what he did. He brought someone down or... He got... He was... He fouled somebody. And the ref was reaching for a yellow. Danny Alves comes up like, I'm Danny Alves. I play for PSG. You're really important to this league. Who the hell do you think you are? Uh, and then probably he'd also seen that video of the ref kicking a player from league on the previous week. And so he, he was like, I'm going to show this ref and scream at him. And then the ref said, hey, yellow? No, 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 no. Yeah. What's his other card I have in the pocket? Oh, oh, red. Peace out, motherfucker. I believe he said well, that. Well, I think it was, he was, Daniel was yelling at him. For, because of the yelling, the ref was pulling out the yellow, not for the foul. Oh, okay. And so, but after he pulled out the yellow, Daniel was like, 
either noticed it and didn't care or didn't notice it at all and kept yelling. It's like, you know what, red card. Right. And I, I agree with that. You got to yeah. show some restraint as a professional soccer player. Just going to throw this out there. Um, peace out, motherfucker is not French. Uh, no, no. You, you took French for six years and you? you should translate that. Uh, okay, not right now. Yeah, no, no. Uh, another piece of this puzzle that we should mention that Leon is the team where their president has been throwing epic amounts of shade on PSG. Just just put like Leon president quotes about PSG and he is outspoken in the criticism about their spending and their ownership and things like that. It's, so it's kind of poetic that he, his team beat PSG. Yeah, Memphis Depay with a screamer of a game winner in the 89th minute, I believe. Just mm-hmm. fantastic. Just hashtag scenes in this game. Napoli beat Atalanta, not that one. Um, and uh, Dries Mertens has scored a goal to keep Napoli in first place. Just one point ahead of Juventus, who beat Genoa, one uh, nothing as well. Gonzalo Higuain is on the longest goal his his longest goal drought since joining Serie A. He's goalless in 617 minutes across six matches. I'm sure the Napoli fans are devastated about that. Um, Inter tied Roma one one. And uh, Roma are losing some ground in that Champions League spot. Probably not likely to give up Dzeko, given that. Yes. So, anyway, with that, it's now time to move into a segment we call the Reynolds Wrap-Up, where Colin takes a soccer conspiracy theory that you know you've been thinking about and makes sense of it for you. So, in my usual conspiracy reporting that I do outside of the podcast, um, I did want to take a quick look at the uh, calendar of events at the World Economic Forum, um, otherwise known as the Davos Conference, which is taking place over the next four days. I found something very strange. I, I wait, 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 wait. Before you get into that, wasn't the Davos Conference the one where Davos Seaworth and Jon Snow traveled to Bear Island to talk to Lady Mormont? And bring them into no, Collins and Noah. For the last is. time, I have not actually watched Game of Thrones. And I did not so actually watch every single thing. episode in those like two minutes that I randomly took off and just Wikipedia'd it. I didn't watch the show. Okay, okay, okay. You can talk about your lamer Davos conference. Yeah, now. Definitely so, um, so all of those globalists that are at Davos this uh, week are actually going to be treated to something a little bit strange. On Thursday, there's going to be a, um, a a quick seminar, I think they're listing it as, with all of the candidates for the U.S. soccer presidency. Now, I'm surprised that this cabal didn't just assemble at the NSCAA conference uh, where Kathy Carter basically said that she was going to sell off everything to sports agents where Eric Winalda apparently rallied all of his troops. But regardless, this is another time where Eric Winalda is going to be in a room with very highly connected people. With a lot of money that apparently have been funding his campaign. Mm-hmm. And guess who's going to be the keynote speaker at Davos? The United John States Snow? President Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just going to throw this out there. Why is it that Eric Winalda, who's had to really back off from all of these claims that he's the Donald Trump of the U.S. Soccer Federation election, and who apparently all of soccer Twitter is treating as if he's the Donald Trump of the U.S. Soccer Federation election, why the hell would he be a star speaker at a keynoted event by Donald Trump. I'm telling you, Eric Winalda actually is the Donald Trump of the U.S. Soccer Federation election. I thought you were going to say he's just Donald Trump in like disguise or something, but... No, what I'm saying is that he's actually got an edging video with Stormy Daniels. Uh, okay. Uh, all right, you, you heard it here first and um, uh, hopefully last um, and never again anywhere else so thanks Colin for that 
And now, why don't you guys tell the good people where they can find you on Twitter? Yeah, uh, I'm at uh, Tay. Wait, what am I at? Tail, yeah, Tail since seven sixteen. I, I had a brain fart there. I've been working ten hour days for the past week and a week, and I'm just kind of fried right now. Okay. So, Tail since seven sixteen on Twitter. Thanks to uh, Tectonics for the use of their song "Lustless" as our theme music. And check them out on Facebook and Twitter and Bandcamp and all that jazz. New EP coming out later this year. Um, I refer to have one. Go read some stuff on there. It's great. Uh, you can find me tweeting out links to Eric Winalda's P-Tape at The Attachment. I don't write for other websites. I just post all of my random hopes that Alex Song will be the next Cameroonian on Twitter. You can find me at Fans, where I would encourage you to share We Call It Soccer with your friends so we have more listeners and therefore we might be able to have a live show where we might have a, an audience in, in the room. We're going to try to we're going to try to get that together before the season gets going but no promises yet on that. Review us on iTunes. Yeah. That helps you with the algorithm and get us more listeners. True enough. True enough. Also tweet at us. And uh, you should also find us and find podcast providers everywhere if you are one of those new people listening to this show, you can subscribe to us on those podcast providers. And then you can also find us coming back at you next week. Next Tuesday, we'll have another show now that we have a studio pack. All right, everybody. Good night. Feed me with your bitter lies, masquerade.